Welcome to the Show Up Fitness Podcast, where great personal trainers are made. We are changing the fitness industry one qualified trainer at a time with our in-person and online personal training certification. If you want to become an elite personal trainer, head on over to showupfitness.com. Also, make sure to check out my book, How to Become a Successful Personal Trainer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Have a great day and keep showing up. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back to the Show Up Fitness Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about hangovers. It's the 12 Days of Hunkmas, a podcast every single day. We're going to begin with the workout of the day, and you got to do it after drinking. And in my opinion, the second best thing you can do for your hangover is to work out. The best thing you could obviously do is not drink. So get your ass to the gym, run for 10 minutes, do your favorite push, run for 10 minutes, do your favorite pull, run for 10 minutes, do your favorite leg, run for 10 minutes, do your favorite accessory. Get your ass in the steam room, drink as much water as possible, get some electrolytes in there. Afterwards, you're going to feel 10 times better. That is the best way to beat a hangover is truly exercising. It is a mindset thing. I'm going to go over the physiology though. Why do we get hungover? What is a hangover besides an amazing movie? A hangover is a huge disruption to your body's homeostasis. The body's about 70% water. What do we do when we drink? We go out there, this is great, and then we follow it up with a glass of water, and then we go home, we have a nice salad, and get our eight hours of sleep, correct? I don't think so. It's a country song. One drink turns into two. Next thing you do, you're doing weird shots off the bartender and you wake up next to someone weird smelling. You're like, what the hell did I do? What is that foreign object over there? What is going on? You showed up in a wrong way. You showed up in someone's house. It turns into fuckery. We've all had those weird scenarios or maybe it's just me, belt buckle trainer. Or if you haven't, more power to you because you've choose to abstain from drinking alcohol, which is in fact a group one carcinogen. It is not good for you whatsoever. There are ways to optimize a hangover, but you got to think of it like this. You cannot come back better drinking. Meaning, could the Bulls have won six championships without Scottie Pippen? No, just by having Jordan, they would have done well, but would they have won all six? I don't think so. Up for debate, no, it wouldn't happen. You need great people around you. But in this case, don't expect to feel better after drinking. You are borrowing happiness from the next day, as a client told me, and I thought that was great. That's why hangover sucks so much, is because you bought happiness. So you have a drink, no biggie. One drink I'm talking 12 ounces of a beer, one and a half ounces of a shot, four ounces of wine. No biggie. Your liver, your kidneys, your circulatory system will detoxify and get it out. You will have a slight increase in blood alcohol content, but not nearly enough to have any negative effects. Now, the real fun is when you start getting over two, three, four, depending on your size. The bigger you are, the bigger the liver, you can detoxify more. So the problem is when you start building that alcohol level in your blood, ethanol, your body doesn't like, it's a toxin. And so then your heart rate is going to increase. When your heart rate increases, your body temperature is going to increase. When your body temperature increases, it's stress. Cortisol is being released from your adrenal glands. Those are on top of your kidneys. 
So your body is in shock. It doesn't like this. And so it starts kicking out these hormones, trying to bring it back to homeostasis. We're not drinking water, so the body's stealing water from your cells to try to offset it. And then we go pee, and then we come back and have three, four more shots. And so our blood alcohol content is steadily rising, and our body temperature is steadily rising. And this is all a terrible environment. And then typically this happens when? At night. And so then we go to bed in a state where our temperature is elevated. You're going to hear people, I sleep great when I drink. Bullshit, you do. You blacked out. That's a whole different ballgame. That's literally the worst thing that could happen. You cannot sleep well with alcohol unless you give yourself a solid two to three hours of no alcohol consumption. So again, best case scenario, you head to a happy hour, you have two or three drinks. And I'm talking about actually measured. When it comes to alcohol, think like your buddy. If someone offers you more, you're not going to say, actually, I want the the recommended dosage. If a bartender says you want it strong and they pour more, you're going to get excited. That's what's going on. That's what we want. We want more when it comes to consumption at that moment. And again, at no point am I encouraging drinking. Drinking is terrible, but it is a social lubricant. I met my wife drinking. I met Chad Waterbury drinking. The prehab guy's drinking. I choose to drink within control. It fits within my drinking lineage, being Czechoslovakian and Irish. I can handle my alcohol within reason. I don't make terrible decisions. I'm not making an ass out of myself. I use it as an opportunity to network. Also, if you had a hard day, I may drink. Maybe if you're living with your in-laws, like right now, I choose to drink. I prefer whiskey and not an ounce. I pull that fucker to the top and I say, oh shit, tonight's going to suck. I better throw this sucker back. Cheers to you, grandpa. He would always go out in the shed, have a beer and a shot every single night, sometimes two or three. That was the environment I grew up with. I didn't experience fighting, yelling, alcoholic rages, none of that. My experience with alcohol has been very positive. Now, there are a lot of cases where the experience is very negative, and that's not what we're condoning. We're not saying for those that do drink, if you're an alcoholic, go drink more. No, I'm talking specifically to those who can handle alcohol, knowing it's not good for you. And if you choose to do it, these are the ramifications. There are action items that you can optimize to have a better next day or Sunday scaries as they call it. So when you are trying to sleep, your heart rate is elevated, you're pumping out that cortisol. What should happen is when the sun comes down, we're not on our phone or iPad, lights blaring through our eyes, the sun goes down, melatonin production should increase via the penile gland, which is in your brain. But that doesn't happen because we're on our phones and you're out partying and you're consuming too much. Cortisol levels should dip as we go to bed, but what's happening when we drink is they're spiking. We are dehydrated. Body temperature is elevated. We're dehydrated. That's why we have a rapid heart rate when we wake up. People want Gatorade. They want water. That's the body's way of saying, hey, fucker, you just screwed up homeostasis. We need a boatload of water. Don't drink too much. That's called hyponatremia. You can die from it. No shit. People are dying, going to these raves because they're taking all these weird drugs, and then they're just pounding water because they're so damn hot. It's a real thing. So make sure to replace your sweat with enough sodium, magnesium, potassium, chloride. Those are the really important electrolytes that are needed to be replaced, especially if you're drinking and sweating a lot. Now, 
it's 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m., but you have all these bouts where you wake up every 30 minutes and you just feel like shit. So what do we do? We look for that comfort food. Cortisol levels are really, really high. When cortisol is high, it's telling you to calm the fuck down because our testosterone levels should be high in the morning, but they're low. When cortisol levels are high in the morning, as well as testosterone, that's a great environment to go conquer. But when your cortisol levels are really high in the morning and then your testosterone's low, bad environment. So then what we do is we get some coffee, boost our heart rate, putting out more cortisol in there, which is when we get like anxiety. That's what they call the Sunday scaries because your mind is in a terrible growth mindset right there. It's going to say, what the hell happened? Calm down. Don't do anything. It wants you to just sit there until you recover. We choose to have terrible foods, comfort foods. You go to with a buddy, you go get some breakfast. Next thing you know, you start drinking again because it feels better. Those are the two options. You really have people get back on the horse, I think, and you start drinking right away. That's not what we're encouraging, but that's how you can feel better. So the best thing that you can do if you choose to drink is strengthen that mindset. Get those calluses on your hands and put them into your brain, as David Goggins will say. You got to get tough mentally. Get your ass to the gym. The single most important thing that you can do is work out the next day. Ask yourself, when was the last time you worked out after a day of drinking? It doesn't happen. People don't start their New Year's resolution on the first. They do it on the second or the next Monday because they feel like shit from all the alcohol that they drink. Best case scenario, you want two hours of no alcohol consumption before bed. You go to happy hour, you have two or three drinks, you choose healthier snacks at the bar. We're not having buffalo wings, you have a salad, you have steak, something that's gonna keep you full. If your stomach is empty and you consume alcohol, it will cross your blood brain barrier faster. And that is why you get drunk quicker. Some people like that. Oh, I'm going to go out and get fucked up tonight. I'm not going to eat because then I feel it faster. It's going to be even worse. So you want to have a full stomach. If you have to do those two, three drinks, you stop and you're replacing each drink with a glass of water. Now, if you choose to have a glass of water per drink, that's fine. Or you can catch up afterwards. This is strategy here. Most people are going to have 10, 15 drinks, no water right before bed. They pound a glass or two or a Gatorade, hoping they feel better in the morning. It doesn't happen. So best case scenario, you stop drinking at six, you go to bed at eight or nine, but you've been having water 30 ounces every hour. About 32 ounces of water is what the kidneys can filtrate, ideally in an hour. Can you do more than that? Absolutely, it's just they're gonna be working a little harder. So with those circumstances, you would have 60 to 90 ounces of water with a three-hour period, and then you would have the electrolytes with some magnesium, a perfect cocktail. I love Doc Parsley's sleeping cocktail. Go back and listen to that podcast. It has magnesium, time-released melatonin. It's going to offset a lot of the shit that you just did earlier. So to summarize, alcohol is a drug. It is addictive. It is a type one, sorry, group one carcinogen. It causes cancer. Not good for you whatsoever, but a lot of us choose to indulge. If you do, you're not a bad person. If you work with me, I don't say you got to give up alcohol. Dry January, fuck you. I don't think so. I pick up the slack for everyone in January because they give up alcohol. 
I'm drinking three times as much just because I choose to do that. I like to piss people off. We're so sensitive today. I can't believe you're telling us. Alcohol's good. Never fucking said that. Listen to the podcast five times again. Make sure to give it that five-star review. Throw it into your story. The best podcast out there debunking bullshit, educating trainers, helping them become qualified, certified personal trainers. Just had a response right before class. I always love these. Someone said, I got my national because it's the gold standard. According to who? Crickets. Oh, the trainer at my gym. And how happy are they at the job? Oh, you have to get it to get hired. That is not true. We are cogs in the system and you follow blindly. I did my research. Who owns them? Who owns ACE? Who owns ISSA? You don't know. You clicked on the first fucking link. If you want to be a successful personal trainer, you need to surround yourself with successful personal trainers. Those that have gyms, multiple streams of revenue, who are training, who are building books of business, changing lives safely. So throw this into your story. We love educating you all when it comes to the sciences, anatomy, programming, and then random weird things like hangovers like today. If you have any questions, if you have any questions, shoot us an email, info at showupfitness.com, where we have finally got our clothing line out there. Check it out on YouTube right here. Here are the tops. We got some badass leggings, focusing with girls first. We do have some socks. Then we will get into guys down the line. Made by trainers for trainers. And that's going to help us get into the minds of more trainers, knowing where great trainers are made, show up fitness. 14-day free trial right now, online, in person. Next one starts up January 22nd, San Diego, Los Angeles. If you want to learn more about the scholarship, DM us on Instagram. And remember, keep showing up.